0: WQAD Podcast Network. The Cities with Jim Mertens, a production of WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region, a podcast in partnership with WQAD. What's going on in the Quad Cities? Activities, events, fun, politics, sports, local issues and opinions. And now your host, Jim Mertens. I'm Jim Mertens, and this is the city's back to school. The last two years have proven to be incredibly difficult for administrators, teachers, staff, parents, students alike. The Rock Island Milan district has the unenviable position of being the first district in the cities to start the school year. And we talked with superintendent, Dr. Reginald Lawrence about the planning. And let's be honest, the possible change in plans that the district could face. Are you ready for Monday? We are ready, uh, Jim. We had a great opening day today at our Rocky Stadium with all
1: of our staff, the weather worked out for us. So we are excited and we are ready to start on
0: Monday. So what should parents and students do on Monday? I mean, how, how do they prepare for that first day?
1: Well, uh, as we said before in a letter that went out earlier this week for our elementary parents, uh, it's mass required in our elementary school. So we'd ask that you send your children to school with their masks on of course we will you know have those uh, extra ones to supply to families um we just want you to get to school and we will get you to where you're supposed to be i know lots of people are worried about which door do i go in and which class do i start with and such so at the elementary schools that's set and then uh, for our junior high and high schools uh, where most of our students are 12 and older um, they're mass recommended at this time we still strongly strongly encourage uh, unmat or uh, unvaccinated uh, students to wear masks. Um, We know that we have a number of individuals who are vaccinated and we're going to continue to monitor things uh, for them, but we really want them to again, you know, if you're not first day, come to school. If you're not vaccinated, please wear masks Um, and we're going to you know, get them to where they need to be as well at the junior high and high school levels.
0: I know the first day of school is your favorite day. You love being out there greeting the students as they come in, used to be fist bumps and all that. What, what do you plan for Monday?
1: Well, uh, we're gonna be at Thomas Jefferson Elementary School. We got to get back to the tradition. So I try to pick a different school every year. We're gonna start at Thomas Jefferson. We're gonna roll out the red carpet. Uh, my team, my cabinet and some board members and such will be there to welcome our students back. We're gonna have some pom poms and maybe some some uh, noise rattlers or what have you. Uh, but again, I won't be able to give the hugs. I won't be able to give the handshakes, but we want everyone to know that getting back to school is so important and the first day of school is the start to a new school year. So we're excited about it.
0: And let's be honest, pom poms are pretty important too.
1: Oh yes, that's right, <laughs> shake the pom poms. <laughs>
0: Tell me about the state's changing mandate and the CDC. I shouldn't say mandate, but recommendations right now, where they believe that everyone, whether you're vaccinated or not, should wear a mask. Is that gonna factor into any decision-making you make in the days ahead?
1: Well, you know, that, that's been a real tough decision, not just for me, but all my um, surrounding superintendent colleagues, we've been going back and forth, talking to each other, trying to see what changes might come up. And there's a change every week, it seems, you know, one minute the CDC said that if you're vaccinated, you know, you you don't have to wear a mask. And now just yesterday, they came back and said that it's strongly recommended that you do. Uh, For us, you know, we try to also look at what's happening in our area. You know, we've been looking at the county and regional data. We know that there are spots all around Illinois that are beginning to increase. Uh, And and so for us, it means right now we're going to, we're going to stay the steady course, uh, elementary starting mask required junior high and high coming in mass recommended. We're going to monitor what happens in our area, uh, in our school buildings, and then we're going to pivot as necessary. You know, I put it out there with families that, um, you know, if be, be ready for a change, be fluid. If we have to change after a week of school and go to, you know, a full mass mandate, and that's best for us, then we'll do that. But for right now, we're going to try and stay the course. Uh, we know a number of families and individuals have been vaccinated. And uh, we're, we're, like I said, it's really gonna be on safety of what actually happens in our region and what happens in our schools.
0: I have a copy of the letter that you uh, sent to parents uh, in front of me and in it, you say, we are in a better position than we were a year ago. What did you mean by that?
1: Well, I mean that, you know, just the whole experience of COVID, you know, the last year and a half, uh, the uncertainty about what to do with technology. Um, if you're gonna be able to um, have students Back in your buildings, the mitigation pieces that we've done. I feel that because we've experienced um, dealing with an outbreak last year, you know, in early November we had to close our schools back down, uh, and and then we uh, we we stayed uh, full uh, uh, full remote until uh, we came back right after the break in January, and then we transitioned back into being in person. So because we've had those experiences, we've upped We've upped our game with using technology, Google Classroom you know, giving access to families through through RockFi and such. I think that the experience made us a lot more prepared for what may come up. Uh, and, and I think that we're better suited to um, adjust and, and pivot more quickly than uh, we would have been last year.
0: And as an educator, I know that you know that face-to-face, the students getting in the classroom, seeing their teachers, the interactions are so important. Did you also notice that over the past summer, because we had seen this in certain school districts, that there were more students that were taking part in some tutorials in order to catch up because there's just parts of last school year that they just didn't connect, they just didn't get?
1: Sure. I mean, you know, students, they did whatever it took to um, try and catch up, whether it was tutorials, whether it was, uh, you know, just summer school. I mean, this year, our summer school program working with Spring Forward, we increased from 300 to over 600 students. So, I think everyone understands the importance of um, trying to uh, uh, get some learning acceleration, get it, get some learning recovery. I don't like to use the learning loss word because prior to COVID, we had learning loss. It was called summer slide, right? and our students are resilient. So, um, We've definitely seen uh, the, you know, seen students and staff members trying to be as creative as possible to make sure that students get uh, whatever learning was available to them to be ready for now.
0: We've been talking about uh, wearing masks or not wearing masks. And a lot of that has to do with whether or not you're vaccinated or not. For those that are 12 years and older, I mean, how do you know that a student or a staff is vaccinated? Is it pretty much the honor system?
1: Well, I want to say um, definitely we'll have a number of, of families and individuals who will voluntarily share their verification cards. Um, And we know that with our nurses, they have access to the eye care system where, um, you know, individuals who've been vaccinated, that information is logged into the system. So those are definitely two pieces of of information that we get to use. Um, But you know, you don't want to say the honor system, but then you have to say, uh, we have a number of, of individuals in our community who know that this decision isn't just for them coming to school, Uh, you know, vaccinated or unvaccinated or wearing masks is not just for them personally, it's for everyone. And so um, we're going to continue to to tighten up on those, um, those, those protocols that we use, Um, you know, as time moves on, um, if we have to uh, go out and and make that requirement that everyone again, verify uh, where their children are at, we're really just going to be ready to pivot and move forward. But at this time, it will be looking at the eye care system. It will be for those parents who voluntarily um, um, submit that information to schools. And then it'll also be for those individuals who wear masks because they know that they're unvaccinated. We'll even have some vaccinated people wearing masks just to have the safety of all and to keep our doors open.
0: And you have seen a bit of a pushback as far as the masks are concerned, because schools are just a part of the society. If society sees it, the school system's gonna see it. And you did a uh, uh, a district-wide survey where I believe you got about a thousand parents who participated more than 60% said they don't want mandatory masks. They want it to be up to their discretion.
1: Sure, we wanted to just try and get a pulse of our community. I mean, this is definitely a, a decision where oftentimes we get survey information to try and see where the majority is at. And if we're going to go, you know, uh, go that route, but this was really to try and get, um, just a pulse of our community. Uh, we know how important this, this, uh, you know, this topic is, and, uh, again, you, you know, we didn't know what to expect. We didn't know if it was going to be 50 50 or what in our district. I know some of my surrounding colleagues, um, it's been totally different depending on your, your school community and such. But uh, 61% of that thousand uh, said that they wanted masks optional. 38% said that they wanted uh, uh, masks required. And uh, again, we just know that we're gonna have parents and families on both sides of that topic um, throughout this school
0: year. We've been talking about what people physically could do, but the school district, Rock Island Milan is also doing Uh, stuff mechanically as well. I mean, you're going to do more intensive or continued cleaning, but also you're going to be keeping an eye on the ventilation system at the schools as well.
1: Right, I mean, we've we've definitely been uh, we've we've updated. Uh, 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 our systems with respect to, you know, the uh, filters and making sure that they've been clean. You know, we're spending, thank goodness we've had, I, I guess it's uh, American rescue plan dollars. It's changed its name. It's either ARP or it's ESSER funds or it's CARES funds. But um, knowing that we're using uh, a, a lot of that money to actually go in and um, update our uh, our rooftop units, our uni, uh, univents, our air handling systems. Um, so we're, we're definitely putting those dollars for that use um but of course you know the mitigation strategies that we've tried to use throughout the year uh you know with hand cleaning with uh uh, additional cleaning um you know social distancing as much as possible Um, we know nothing's perfect we know you know um, individuals will say hey you know this is airborne or it's droplet born or what have you and we know that we're going to have to monitor this every day in every one of our buildings and notify our families and the local health departments about where we're at. So there's really no perfect science to it.
0: And last year also was the first year that you really tested the ability to pull off extracurricular activities and athletic events in the midst of a waning pandemic. Are there gonna be changes in those areas this year? Well,
1: right now we're still following those guidelines of being in phase five. Uh, Governor Pritzker's um, you, you know, uh, information and right now outside uh, events you know i don't think that there's a capacity or what have you so we're going to be playing that by year but right now we are um we're open five days a week academics are back athletics are back extracurriculars are back um we want our our students and families back in school but we're going to um, be cautiously uh, um you know cautious in our actions making sure that we're looking at the the county and and um, um regional uh, metrics and data and communicating with our um, our local health departments, doing our part to do what we can, vaccination clinics and such. Uh, we wanna keep our doors open all year and, and that's gonna be our goal.
0: As you know, Rock Island Milan is the guinea pig, the first district in the area to open. I think you wear that as a badge of honor. That's my personal belief. You've never said that, but I mean, do you have a feeling that yeah, you got it right last year? We got it right?
1: Um. Well, I, I'd say that I think we got it right. I had a lot of my colleagues that, you know, again, we talk as superintendents. They, they gave me kudos and said, you know, that, again, the decision was right, but it wasn't so much about making the right decision because in any given second, you can make a decision that's not right and, and doesn't go the right way. Um, but, but as far as being the guinea pig school, the first one in this area, uh, I do look at it as a badge of honor. I actually don't consider being the, the guinea pig. I look at it as we're the first ones to the party. You know, the party starts at one o'clock and we get there at, at one o'clock. We know that everybody else is coming to the same party later
0: on. So we're just the first ones to the party. Dr. Reginald Lawrence, superintendent of the Rock Island Myland School District. Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region. WQAD Podcast Network.